everyone, you are listening to QA About ESL podcast. Today I have a very special guest. Technically, he is not a guest. He is my husband and we share living space. Michael has a good experience of studying language starting from childhood. That was my longest conversation in English with him. I hope you enjoy it. So, Michael, introduce yourself, please. Uh, first of all, I'm Michael. Uh, my, my name is Mikhail. I'm 36 years old. I come from Russia, but for the last five years, I live here in the United States. Um, I work as an electronic engineering technician in a, in a company in, uh, which is located in Culver City. Okay, uh, so uh, when and how did you start to learn English? When? It was uh, many, many years ago. Uh, I think I was five or six years old. Uh, my mom, she took me into a, a preschool, I would say, uh, where a lady, she taught kids English. So my mom brought, uh, brought me, my mom brought me there. So, and uh, since then, I start learning English and then I continue in in the uh, regular school. Mm -hmm. uh, how about university? Did you learn it in university? Yeah, well? we have a few um, a few semesters when we had English classes, but again, it I consider it as a continuation uh, mm -hmm. from from a regular school. Yeah. Actually, I just remember that you had uh, some some cam camp, right? Uh, English camp or something, or English club at your university, right? Uh, yes, some uh, American students. Uh, they came from, I think they were from Kentucky. And uh, they have some uh, after regular classes uh, activities. Uh, yeah, it was an in English club. Uh, Me and some other students uh, from, uh, uh, I'm not sure if we were the same age, but it, it, it felt like that. So yeah, we just uh, got together and spoke about stuff. Um, yeah, it was some kind of practice, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Um I know you have the experience to speak uh, English in Russia as well. Um, so tell me about this experience. I mean, experience from Moscow. Uh, yeah, uh, I worked as a brand manager in a company who who sells um, uh, musical equipment, and uh, I was hired as a brand manager. And one of my responsibilities uh, was communication with the, our vendors. They were from from Europe, from uh, Japan, from United States, but of course uh, the most part of communication uh, was in English. Mm -hmm. So, and um, they took you, um, they hire you because you knew English, right, Al already, and you also had some courses on your uh, job. Right? This was uh, one of uh, re uh, re requirements for this position to be able to communicate, uh, make letters to send to vendors, 
but of course uh, we the this position uh, re required some other stuff other than speak English of course mm -hmm. yes sure mm, so what countries you've been visiting um, not many I uh, I was in Netherlands uh, and you, you know uh, twice I, I was in the United States before we moved here and uh, once in Mexico mm -hmm. so and uh, have you felt some difference in English uh, on those countries in those countries I mean an air, at airport for instance or just talk with the talking with the uh, staff at uh, cafe for instance or something um, besides uh, uh, besides accent for sure what I can say for sure that uh, f for example in, uh, in Amsterdam it was easier to speak with people and with my uh, partners from Japan it is easier to speak because they are also their non native speakers and uh, they use uh, s um, so, uh, they use simpler English, uh, I mean uh, simpler for understanding. When they speak they use simple words, uh, shorter sentences. It is easier for understanding and of course when they, they speak uh, this, the accent is specific and when someone trying to make longer and complex uh, sentences it is harder to, uh, to understand. So, yeah, I would say that uh, with people who are non-native speakers, for me it was easier to speak. Uh, the worst experience I had, it was a guy from England and uh, with very, very specific uh, accent. Uh, I, I'm not sure how this one calls, but... Uh, it sounds so different comparing to the English which I studied in school and uh, I used previously and uh, I every time I, I need to ask him can you repeat this okay uh, can you say say this again can you please use simpler words and what's the most funny then I met the same guy uh, maybe next year after that moment when we met first time and uh, it was much easier uh, to speak with him and uh, I asked him uh, it, it is so 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 different to me and he told me that uh, uh, his manager he talked to him and said and said that uh, he got a lot of complaints because he speaks so different <laughs> and uh, I, I I've never to told them that uh, it was hard for me but someone else did and uh, so from from that moment he used the more simpler language and it was much easier to to communicate mm -hmm. with him i think it's very uh, very funny when you can say uh english native speaker your english getting better <laughs> uh, <no>. more understandable <laughs> I don't know. okay i got it um uh, so um what was the biggest challenge for you uh, in language when you have moved to the U.S.? 
it may sound funny but the hardest was to start speaking um, from my previous experience uh, the most part of, of communication in English uh, with uh, with our vendors was uh, emails but emails is a little different because you have plenty of time to build your sentence to get correct to get the correct words um, you have uh, plenty of time to reread everything you said and change if uh, for, for example you uh, not you me I uh, made an email and I read it from beginning to the end so I can adjust it uh, for example so it would uh, it was easier to read easy to understand to change some f uh, words to sound more polite and uh, if I don't know something I can ask my colleague who is more advanced in English and he can help me for example to rework this email and here when you you start speak with a real person you don't have so much time to build your sentence and uh, yeah sometimes uh, what I for example um, at first I start making sentence in my head in Russian and then I translate it to English and it take it takes um, it, it, it takes time and uh, here you need to start think in English in order to um, not to annoy people with speaking slowly and uh, start speak that then interrupt yourself and and, uh, and start it over so this is the hardest thing mm -hmm. at least for me yeah for me it's the same probably because I I tend to be fast person and uh, I'm trying to be fast I'm really slow slow thinker but <laughs> yeah I need this time but uh, when I'm nervous I'm actually uh, going to have more mistakes than if I have plenty time to think about uh, tell me about your college experience in Sacramento how do you know about this I've never told you that <laughs> Yeah, I'm your wife. I'm supposed to know everything. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And this is our cat who trying to participate <laughs> in our conversation. Go ahead. Go away. Go away. <laughs> okay, in college, I took uh, one semester in uh, American River College in Sacramento. Um, I. Um, I don't really know why I did it. Uh, <laughs> probably this uh, was one of the reason, uh, not the reason, but I expected it would help me to speak better. I needed uh, more practice in real speaking with real people in real English uh, because in Sacramento it is so hard <laughs> because uh, you go to uh, some grocery stores and uh, you attempting to speak with salesperson you ask some questions and he replies you in Russian 
and uh, yeah this was a uh, <laughs> it's it's hard to explain because uh, in Sacramento I spoke less English when I did living in Moscow so this is crazy and in college yes I took uh, this ASL classes uh, just to start sp start speaking in English more and speak more freely uh, yeah it was only one semester I took uh, three th three classes I guess it was a uh, grammar reading and writing I love grammar very much uh, the professor who who taught this class is amazing uh, his name is Mark Rao uh, he um, <laughs> I mean he, he's great he he speak a lot of a lot of uh, languages sometimes during the break he came to us and started speaking Russian with us and uh, he go to other guys and uh, he starts speak uh, uh, Farsi I believe I, I'm not sure yeah but the way he um, uh, he taught us it was very uh, entertaining and uh, you really wanted to participate uh, other classes they they were more like uh, more traditional when teacher speaks you write something you read you do you do your tasks but yeah this was nothing special you read you write that's it yeah uh, but overall do you like it? did you reach your goal basically <laughs> with it I think it helped me to speak a, a little a little bit grammarly co correctly uh, but if we stayed more in Sacramento I definitely would take more classes grammar for sure maybe some other uh, but overall yeah I like the experience um, but it for me it's hard it's hard to eva evaluate uh, how 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 it improved or mm -hmm. maybe it made no difference it's hard to say now mm -hmm. but overall I liked it yes I I would recommend maybe okay I, I would I would recommend everyone non non native speakers to take at least some classes grammar for sure. I'm not sure that if they ever need uh, this knowledge how to write essays or uh, read books and uh, do some marks on the pages on the side of the pages uh, I've never used it and so um, I can read it, it it's not a problem and again when you just read and you can't understand a sentence you you just take a vocabulary you take Google Translate and translate the word and no problem I mean the most va uh, most valuable thing is to speak with real people mm -hmm. and understand that they understand you mm -hmm. what you're trying to say feedback basically uh, kind of feedback from just them. a real c yeah. uh, uh, communication mm -hmm. uh, feedback or mm -hmm. yeah. yeah just to know that you can say something and people understand what you're trying to say mm -hmm. this is the most valuable yes I agreed it's definitely and actually this is big dif difference between college in uh, um, Sacramento and college here I don't know if they um, obtain the same program I mean but 
ESL seems different for me uh, from uh, experience from Sacramento comparison with the experience here in IVC. So uh, basically here it's like only one um, only one uh, class like you you talk you read you write in this in this class and our um, other classes they just like something like idioms something like uh, conversation something like pronunciation you can take them you cannot take them but uh, base things you doing you doing uh, in your class in ESL class and so it's kind of the comparison um, can, uh, has all those stuff which you uh, mm -hmm. named yeah mm -hmm. so okay uh, let's talk a little bit about your uh, current work. You're working at high-tech uh, company, right? It's kind of a uh, startup. Uh, am I? Correct? Yeah, this is a startup. Uh, we, the company, is developing equipment for brain studies. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's basically all what I can tell at the moment because I'm not very good in this mm -hmm. scientific base. Of, of what we're doing and uh, uh, what what I do, I put together all this uh, this PCB boards. I soldering all the day long. Uh, yeah, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so, um, do you have many non-native speakers at work? And what country is they from? In our department, there's a guy from India. Another guy from Korea, uh, also from China, uh, I believe from Mexico. Um, me and another guy we from Russia. Mm -hmm. From another one from Germany. Mm. So I, I so, yeah, so I should have asked you how many native speakers do. <laughs> it's hard to say because you you never know. For example, I know that. Indians, uh, they speak English uh, from from the childhood, mm -hmm. from since the moment they start speak. Some of them they speak English. Of course, they sound a little different, um, but it's hard to say if they're native or non non native. They speak very well. Uh, I consider they speak better than me. Maybe just because they have more practice, <laughs> or maybe I just. Uh, can see uh, these abnormalities they they have in their language because I'm not so fluent in English and uh, I do a lot of mistakes so but they are all, all they speak very well mm -hmm. at least uh, they speak and uh, people can understand them mm -hmm. so this is the most important mm -hmm. yes I agree yeah now do you have any specifics like you know some scientific words which you didn't know before you come at work I mean before you start working there oh yes this is for sure uh, especially when people don't talk to me directly and they discuss some their, 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 their problems or they, they have and they discuss something I I hear I can hear some words I can distinguish some words but uh, overall they use some some uh, special words I've never heard and uh, I even can't find them in, voc in, in vocabulary because I have no idea mm -hmm. how, ma how many <laughs> um, okay I 
if they talk about the, the, their thing, I can't understand almost nothing. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just a bunch of words and sounds I, I can't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, this this really really cool experience. I can imagine it. Um, so, from your personal experience, uh, is there any connections between proficiency in language and jobs availability? Uh, for instance, can a person with a beginner skills in English get a well-paid job? What do you think? Well-paid job. It, 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 may, it may, may be everything. I, I don't know. Of course, just imagine this uh, this thing which I just explained. If uh, you need to have uh, knowledge of uh, this technology, for example, we worked on, and uh, a, a lot of scientific uh, terms, and uh, for example, in your country, for uh, you can be uh, very no knowledgeable but you can't express what you want to say and people will just waste time trying to explain what they want from you and uh, at the same time if you are, have uh, good skills and some sort of uh, crafts and, and uh, people using simple language can explain what they want and you can do exactly what you, they want you to do. So, uh, yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. So it's basically a kind of structure where if you are very proficient in your job, in your, uh, in your thing, on your craft so uh, you can get a job even with the low language skills right as soon as they can as soon as you are understandable enough it's a tricky one because uh, if you came from from a country and uh, you um, you was very good at, at your for example you 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 came from from a country and uh, you are a professional at that field and uh, you you come to united states for example and uh, from my experience it doesn't matter if no one knows about it and you just uh roaming around from one uh, from one company to another and uh, trying to show people that you can do something and uh, in the most cases if you can provide some sort of recommendation that uh, you are uh, really experienced in that area it would be very hard um, but yeah if at least someone can 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 confirm or you can uh, provide evidence that you can do this work it is possible mm -hmm. uh, so uh, my last question is um, what is your best advice for those who study English now best advice few advices 
free advice is it up to you advice advice not non countable advice Thank piece you. of advice a few pieces of advice uh, just uh, try to learn English based on what you really love to do uh, don't just take a, a study a book or whatever just which says we will teach you English and they they try to give you some rules uh, some random stuff it is very hard to to absorb and try to apply in your real life for example for me personally uh, I love I love guitars for example and uh, I watched a lot of reviews I read a lot of article about the guitars about the musician who use the, their guitars and they they write about uh, about it and they express their feelings they their emotions for uh, in uh, real life I would try to uh, find uh, the same reviews the same information already translated to my native uh, to to rush uh, translated to Russian and read the same information it would be easier to uh, to understand but using English it just motivates to read through the entire article for example through uh, watch entire video about this about what what you what you like and uh, f f uh, and after some time I I just uh, start applying those sentences those expressions uh, uh, which words used in that uh, videos and uh, texts so that's it and it is it is easier just because you you love it and uh, yeah so that, that that that's it for example if you like to watch movies uh, TV series just uh, try to find this movie in English and uh, it will be hard at first just to uh, distinguish words they they say uh, just uh, maybe turn on uh, subtitles at first and uh, after some time you you'll find yourself that you uh, you understand what people on screen they they say same thing about the books just uh, maybe try to find the book in English which you like to read or reread as or Hobbit right as Hobbit yes <laughs> it's our inside joke I'm sorry yes with Hobbit I first I read the book in Russian and then I uh, uh, download electronic version in English and reread uh, it it feels differently yeah really and uh, because you remember how it was uh, described uh, in Russian version in my case and I see how it was uh, in original a lot of differences because uh, understanding how the translator understood it and imagine what was described uh, this is a completely uh, different n not completely but it's different mm -hmm. so yeah it's very good that you can compare and uh, understand oh this is the part where tra translator understood it wrong because he didn't know some specifics maybe some idioms or uh, uh, yeah mm -hmm.
just uh, do whatever you love to do, but in English. <laughs> it's great advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mikhail. Mikhail. Thank you very much for your time. Thank You're you. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening. This show is produced in partnership with Saddleback Radio. New episode each Monday at 2 p.m. Have a great week. <laughs>